This is One Small Step, the entrepreneur's guide to everything, a podcast with all the tips and tricks and hints for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, it's Hunter with One Small Step, the entrepreneur's guide to everything. I want to let you guys know about our awesome sponsor, Elf Ear Media. I know better than almost anyone how hard it is to start a small business, make sales, get leads, get your name out there, even create a logo. These guys do all this stuff for you. They'll create sales funnels, lead generation tools, a website. They'll even help you with a logo. They'll take care of everything. If you go to their website, elfearmediallc.com, submit a form, let them know you heard about them on One Small Step. They're going to give you guys a free social media overview. That's right. They're going to go over your web page, over your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok, whatever you use. They're going to go over with you, give you tips and tricks, and show you how they can help. Again, go to elfearmediallc.com. Let them know one small step sent you, and they will give you that free social media overview. It can be really tough to run a small business. Let someone help. Hello, everyone. Welcome to One Small Step, the entrepreneur's guide to everything. It is the podcast by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Um, We have a great episode and a great guest. Uh, I will let you introduce yourself. Um, That way I don't get tongue-tied or mess anything up. Yeah. Hey, Hunter. It's great to be here. I am Terry McDougall, and I'm an executive and career coach, and I'm also the author of a book called Winning the Game of Work, Career, Happiness, and Success on Your Own Terms. I work with high-achieving professionals and business owners who are what I call successful but not satisfied Hmm. to help them increase the overlap between their professional success and personal happiness. Um, What I mean by successful but not satisfied is that if you looked at them on paper, you'd be like, wow, that person's so successful. They're (laughs) making a lot of money or they've got a great title or, you know, look at their business, whatever. But when they come to me and they start talking to me, they, they actually are not feeling satisfied. They're paying a higher price than what's necessary for the success that they have in their uh, lives and careers. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that actually sounds like a ton of people. I know with a lot of small business owners, um, they get into it or starting their own business because they're like, I'm going to make millions and millions of dollars and I want to sit beside pools and sit martinis and, um, do all this great stuff. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. There is a lot of sacrifices, whether it's time, whether it's relationships, um, you know, whether it's money, which is obviously one of the big things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So when people do come to you and they go, hey, you know, I, I feel like I'm where I want to be, what I need, I want to get to where I want to be, you know, personally with people and, um, you know, relationships and things like that. What's kind of your next step for the successful person that's not satisfied? Um, well, what we start with is getting clarity on what their goals are, because a lot of times people are very tuned into what their pain is mm-hmm. and they know the thing that they want to avoid. But you know, avoiding pain is not the same thing as getting clarity on what your actual goal is. Like goals have to be stated in uh, a positive uh, term, right? Because otherwise, you know, a lot of times what happens is if we're just trying to avoid pain, uh, that we can, you know, basically jump out of the frying pan and into the fire. Like we're not clear on where we're going. We're kind of looking behind us and trying to get away from something that doesn't feel good instead of 
looking ahead and really focusing our energy on the thing that we want. And so we always start with getting clarity on the goal. And then we, you know, from there, once we understand what the goal is, we build the roadmap of what um, is going to get us there. So, you know, plot out what are the steps that need to be taken to get there. Um, a lot of times when we're doing that, what we'll do is uncover some skill gaps. So mm -hmm. things that need to be learned or, you know, in the case of a business, maybe there are skill gaps within the business, right? So there might be like, okay, it would make sense to hire somebody to help you do this or to, you know, delegate whatever. But, you know, we have to understand what the gaps are and address that. Um, right. I also help people by, you know, giving them basically a safe place to get clarity. I mean, I always believe that people within themselves have the answers to their own problems. Um, but so often they're just like caught up in the the day to day that they don't really take the time to, you know, think and, you know, even listen to themselves, you know, to access their inner wisdom. Right. And then um, the last thing that I focus on and, you know, besides getting clarity on the goal, this last one is really the most important, which is shifting to a positive mindset. Because, you know, so often, you know, we all do this, but so often we can sabotage ourselves by, you know, thinking limiting beliefs by, you know, kind of falling victim to our doubts and our fears. Mm -hmm. And, you know, basically all that does, it's sort of like, you know, having your energy to do things in a bucket. But when we fall victim to like negative mindsets, it's like having big holes in the bottom of our bucket of energy, right? We can't, we have less and less energy to focus if we're like allowing ourselves to worry. Um, and my, my goal is really to patch up those, you know, places where the energy is seeping out um, through negative thinking and really be able to focus your energy on achieving the goal rather than, you know, the what ifs or, you know, the reasons why you can't have the things that you want. Right. Yeah. No, that, that's awesome. Um, that also given me a lot of clarity too, as well. Um, you mentioned, you know, people kind of answer their own questions. Nothing is more frustrating than, you know, you're struggling through something throughout the day and you're laying in bed that night and you go, oh, wait, this is how I should have done it. Or that's how I should have done it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's usually when I'm getting up to get a glass of milk or something in the middle of the night. Um, so, you know, this is a, this is a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Um, it was started because I was frustrated with going online, going to YouTube, going to different, you know, podcasts, trying to find something that could answer questions, whether I was struggling with marketing, whether I was struggling with just being happy with what I'm doing or kind of, you know, like, like you do trying to find, you know, um, being successful and actually happy with what I'm doing um, and being satisfied. So, you know, we've, I've gone through some things. I'm sure you've gone through ups and downs um, throughout your career. And I think a lot of our listeners like to hear stuff like that because right now all they hear is, I can tell you how to make $10 million in three yeah. days. Or I can tell you how to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and it, it gets annoying and it gets very frustrating and it honestly gets very, you know, downputting um, mm -hmm. because of stuff like that. So, you know, if you feel comfortable talking about, I'd love to talk about, like, you know, what are some struggles that you've gone through with your business, whether it was kind of um, something didn't go the way it was planned or a client didn't think that they wanted to work with you or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've got a couple um, of examples and I think like early in 
I, I've had my business for a little over four years now. Mm-hmm. And in those early days, you know, when you first, I, I went through a coach training program and, you know, it's sort of, we always like kind of joke in the, the coach training program um, about being a baby coach, right? Like <laughs> you've done it, you know, you've learned how to do it. You've coached people for free. And when you finally, you know, graduate and you're ready to go out there, you feel like, um, okay, I am going to ask people to pay me for this, right? And you really <laughs> want to, you know, you really want to get paid for it, right? right? And you're you're kind of chasing down the business wherever it may um wherever it may be. And, you know, I made some mistakes in the beginning where I, you know, I, I convinced people to work with me that actually were not a good fit, you know, Mm. for whatever reason. I mean, coaching is not for everyone. Um, There are some people that um, quite frankly uh, probably need therapy and coaching is not, I mean, Therapy's great. You know, I've gone to therapy and it's been really helpful. And I have a lot of clients that actually have therapists and work with me on, you know, like their profession or, or their career or their business. Um, they work with their therapist on other things, but they can be complimentary. Um, but I, I've had a couple people that uh, when they weren't getting the results that they wanted, you know, kind of came back and and blamed me and and had mm-hmm. this expectation like, I should have picked them up and carried them to their goal. And that's just not what coaching is. And, (laughs) you know, those, when I look back, there were definitely signs along the way when I was having the, you know, kind of the exploratory and sales discussions with them, there were signs that that wasn't a good fit, that they weren't a good fit, but I, you know, I wanted the business. And so I, I pressed through and, um, you know, in a couple of cases, I actually ended up just refunding the people their money. And, you know, I think that um, I probably could have saved myself frustration and disappointment, both for me and for the um, client, by recognizing on the front end when things weren't a good fit. Um, right. uh, and I, you know, I, I think that it's it's pretty common, right, just to be like, hey, I need business and I don't really work, no care where it comes from. Um, but what I would say is that the best business that I've gotten has come through referrals, you know, and Mm -hmm. so, um, well, I guess I can talk about another, uh, mistake that I've made. And this is, you know, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about, uh, the fact that we have the answers within us, that when you're a new entrepreneur, a lot of times, you know, we may be hesitant to go out and try things or to, you know, sit with ourselves and say, okay, what's unique about me and my business? And, you know, how can I go out there and sort of make a mark by, you know, saying who I am uniquely to the world so that they'll recognize if I'm a good fit for them. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually spent a lot of money over the years in you know, working with other people that, you know, promised me like endless leads and, right. um, you know, or, you know, I was actually in this, this two year sales and marketing program where I, I got to a point where I was, unfortunately I'd signed up and, you know, they were charging my credit card every month, you know, a few hundred dollars every month to be part of this program. And, you know, it was, it was somewhat helpful in the beginning, but I got really resentful 
after, you know, like six or nine months, I was like, okay, I think I've learned everything. And I still have like a year and three months to pay on this. It, it, I, I've gotten a lot more selective about what I invest in. And mm -hmm. both, both from a time and money standpoint, like if something starts not feeling like it's a good fit, I, I remove it from my, my life, right? Because if, if things are uh, taking up my energy, it's, it's actually keeping me from focusing on something that might uh, be a better investment of my time and energy. Right. Yeah, I know um, for, definitely for me, and I'm sure a lot of young business owners and people that are not even young, but people that are kind of just starting out, um, the big thing is they're like, oh my God, I need clients. I need someone to buy this. Mm -hmm. I need someone to give me money. And they take on people who don't have their best interests. They mm -hmm. are just doing something, you know, like you said, they're expecting them to be picked up and put where they need to be. Um, I've made that mistake plenty of times when I was kind of starting out, whether I was doing marketing or sales, or I was doing some kind of social media management um you know when you're when you're thirsty you're hungry you're coming out and you're wanting every single thing you can get um and i know that's a really big mistake a lot of people make is they go this guy's gonna give me x amount of money don't care what he needs i'm gonna do it when in the long run like you said you have to refund them or it's going to be more trouble than it's worse because now this guy's yeah. gonna go out and tell people exactly oh, you know he's terrible um does more harm than good sometimes you do need to uh say no to some people um and obviously you want to be nice about it and stuff like that too. <laughs> yeah. To, well, uh, to, to be that. selective, you know, to exactly, be selective. Exactly. I, I really try not to be hard on myself, even in, you know, even when I look back and if I, I actually don't do this, but like, sometimes I'll like think, okay, I spent that much on this. I spent that much on this. Like, I think it's not healthy for me to go back and like add up how much money I, I spent on <laughs> yeah. things that were like questionable. Right. Um, but I also, I also kind of try to give myself grace and say, you know, I thought that was going to be helpful and I needed to learn that lesson, right? That right. when I was early in my, you know, um, early in my business, you know, maybe I felt like I needed a little bit of a crutch, right? Mm -hmm. And I, everybody that I've worked with, everybody that I paid for things, I've learned something, but I also have gotten to a point where I am, I have a lot more discipline and discretion around what I invest my time and money and energy in, you know, and it's, right. it's funny, like when you're, when you're an entrepreneur, there are a lot of people out there who their business is to sell to insecure entrepreneurs, <laughs> you know, exactly. and they promise them the world, <laughs> like, you know, and they'll trot out like the, you know, the 2% of people that, you know, aced it and are making millions of dollars. Right. And you right. start thinking like, Oh, well, that's what I want. Um, but, you know, the reality is that we can figure this stuff out on our own or, um, it, you know, we don't necessarily need to, you know, sign up with some expensive course or some expensive coach or consultant mm -hmm. to get us there. Um, and, and I think a lot of times if they are really salesy or particularly if there's uh, urgency, right? Like, oh, you know, like you have to sign up by the end of today to get the, you know, 50% discount, you know, the, they'll probably run, be running the same, same special next month. And so, right. you know, don't, don't be so um, quick to, you know, run to get your credit card, you know, get, think it over. You mm -hmm. know? 
It's the uh, the the QVC strategy. They're pointing at yeah. the, the jewelry. Yeah, it's gonna going to sell out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is it. Exactly. This is it. Um, yeah, and, and a lot of people have because I do like a lot of social media marketing and management and things like that. And a lot of times I'll have these people that go, "Well, this website says that if I pay a hundred dollars a month, I'm going to start getting five thousand followers a day and things like that." And it's like, mm-hmm. when do you realize that some things sound way too good to be true? <laughs> uh, if yeah. that were the case, you know, everyone would have millions and millions of followers. Um, some, sometimes, you know, with clients, some things will be too easy to hear. Sometimes stuff gets expensive and they want that instead. Um, so you got to kind of look at it, you know, every single way. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, a lot of these companies out here, they do kind of prey upon the younger, the, uh, insecure, the just starting out entrepreneurs that have talked a big game to their family or their friends and talking about, oh, I'm going to be the next Elon Musk or the next Jeff Bezos and things like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they want a quick way to get there instead of putting in the actual work, knowing it could take a couple years, a couple months. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh God, I can't go back to my mom and tell her that I have one follower on Instagram and <laughs> all this yeah. other stuff. Well, I mean, I think it's funny to bring up Jeff Bezos because, you know, I remember when Amazon was just, you know, like a book selling website right, and right. the whole, the, <laughs> the thing that they said about Amazon for the longest time is that when is it going to turn a profit? Right. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, um, they did a lot of things before it became, you know, the, the Amazon that we know today, which is, you know, everybody has prime and everybody, you know, like prime day is like a holiday or something, you know, (laughs) everybody's like, Oh, it's prime day. You know, but that, yeah, that's not (laughs) how, it was, you know, I, I imagine that his mom was probably asking like, when are you going to get a real job yeah, <laughs> for yeah. years? Cause oh, you know, yeah. they were, they were just making it on in, you know, uh, investments. It wasn't, you know, it was the investor community that, um, you know, believed in them. And there were plenty of other dot coms that, that went under, you know, he obviously had like a good long-term strategy, but you know, it, it was years and years of, of hard work before it became, you know, what it is today. Right. And that, and that's stuff you don't see on Instagram. No one's posting them crying in a corner of their room because something didn't go right. <laughs> the, the broken phone that's been thrown across um, the street or things like that. I actually suggest to a lot of clients and people that, you know, the Kardashians and the people and the, the models and stuff unfollow all those people on Twitter and unfollow those people on Instagram, follow the actual people that are showing you their struggles or taking pictures in their basement or like, here it is putting in overtime. Um, so you can really see, you know, the, the process. Cause when you just see someone that just blew up on TikTok or blew up on, you know, when Vine used to be a thing or on YouTube, you're like, oh, well, if they can do it, I can definitely do it. But they don't really see, you know, in today's world with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, it's really easy for someone to kind of blow up in quotation marks, mm-hmm. um, but it never lasts. It never really is a true, um, whether it's passive income or a real business strategy, it's mostly just hey, this guy posted a funny video, let's put them everywhere. And then from then on out, you don't really see, like I said, the struggles and things like that. Yeah, Um, yeah. So, you know, I think one of the things that's really um, necessary for long term success as an entrepreneur is resilience, you know, because there's going to be ups and downs, it's going to be a roller coaster. And, you know, if you enjoy the, you know, the high points, you're going to have to be prepared for the low points too. Oh yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I did and I really credit this with me still being here after those, you know, the first couple years is that I was part of a mastermind with um, other coaches 
that, you know, were running their own business. And uh, we would meet every two weeks just for an hour, you know, and we would just share our successes, our goals, our struggles. You know, we would uh, kind of trade off having hot seats. So if somebody had like an issue that they wanted to get some insights on, they would come and they would like bring the the issue to the table and everybody would provide ideas. But that that kind of support from other people that were in the same kind of business that I was in mm-hmm. was so helpful, you know, and it was everything from like sharing, um, you know, strat- marketing strategies or business tools that they were using to, you know, sometimes I'd, I'd be really down because I didn't have any new business for a couple months. Right. Um, or somebody, sometimes that would be somebody else, right. Or somebody would come and be like, Hey, I just got a big, you know, corporate client, you know, and it, it just, it kind of helped me to remember like, oh yeah, there's a lot of possibilities out there or to be challenged to, you know, think about things differently because other people were having success with, with different things. And I, you know, I, I certainly hope that I was, um, you know, inspirational and helpful to other people that were in the mastermind as, as well. But, you know, had I been doing this on my own and didn't have, you know, like my husband is, he's really supportive, but he would have been happy if I just went and got another job, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, that would have been easier for him (laughs) if I got another job, but um, to, to talk with other people that were dealing with really similar challenges was, was really, really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely great to surround yourself with people that have the same dreams or aspect of goals. Um, You know, the people, you know, going back to what I was saying about models and stuff, people that are like spending all this money on nice stuff. It's great to look at, but you know, what's in the bank, what's in their credit card debt, what's things Mm -hmm. like this. Um, They have fans that are quote unquote supportive, but they're not really there for them. Um, Like, you know, like a husband would be or a wife or a friend or family member. So I think it's really good to always surround yourself with people that are to keep a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I do like to say too, for some people, keep a, keep a, a hater around just to have someone to prove wrong every single time you do something. Wrong. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so true. Just keep I them love to the it. side just in case. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. I'll show you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what kind of, what made you wake up one day and go, this is what I want to do with my life. I'm tired of, you know, working. I don't want to be stuck at this job forever. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's sort of like those, you know, 17 year cicadas. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like, you know, it was like planted a long time ago. I mean, I, I've had a lot of people ask me this and, um, you know, if I, if I look back on my life, I'm the oldest of uh, four girls in my family. So I'm the big sister. I oh, think wow. that I always was interested in helping other people. It's something that I always did, you know, just even even in my career, I would always like help people with their resumes and, you know, just whatever. I like to do that kind of stuff. And I, I, um, I also was like a real keen um, observer of how to get ahead in the corporate world. You know, I, right. my family, I was actually the first person in my family to go to college. And, oh, wow. you know, my dad was like in a union, you know, he was, he worked for the telephone company and he was in a union. I remember asking him one time, at my first job, I was like, I want to, I want to ask for a raise. Like, how do I ask for a raise? He's like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm right. a member of the union, and they do that. And I was like, Oh, thanks, Dad. Yeah, but that. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, exactly. Um, because I didn't have anybody to like kind of model or guide me. I just was like really keen and observant and reading a lot of books and stuff like that. And you know, quite frankly, in my 
I was in marketing for 30 years before I became a coach. And I, I fell on my face quite a few times when I was like trying to move up. I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. I do feel like I had some good mentors along the way who kind of took me under their wing and started pointing out things to me in the, in the corporate world. And then I did at a couple times hire um, executive coaches to help me, you know, like figure out like, how do I get to the next level? And so um, at my last company, I was there for 12 years. I had four jobs in the time I was there. The last job I was in, I did not want, <laughs> just kind of bluntly, you know, but right. this happens sometimes, you know, I was, I was leading marketing for one business and my boss was like, oh, I want you to take this other job. And I said, I don't really want that job. And she's like, I really want you to have this job. And, you know, sometimes you don't, you know, you're kind of voluntold. And that's basically what happened. The job <laughs> did not end up being a great fit for me. I did not, you know, that was my sense on the front end. And it never really was a good fit for a, num a lot of reasons. I mean, a lot of it was just like the way the company had it structured and stuff like that. But I wasn't very happy in that job. And so it really got me thinking, you know, I was looking around the company. I did not really see like opportunities, uh, you know, for advancement after 12 years there. And I was already pretty senior in marketing. Um, but it got me thinking, like, what am I good at and what do I like to do? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, because I had hired coaches and I had actually gotten feedback from people on my team that, you know, I was they appreciated my mentoring and my coaching. And I really enjoyed doing that as well. I just thought it was smart to, you know, like invest in the people that are on your team because they're going to do a better job. Um, so I actually eventually decided to leave the company and get a certification in coaching. And so, you know, it was kind of a nice combination of being able to mine all of the years of um, experience that I had in the corporate world um, and then combine it with the, um, with the training and coaching to help people who, you know, want something different than they've been able to get on their own, you know, mm -hmm. like, so, um, people typically are looking for coaching when they've tried, they want a different outcome than what they're getting. And they've tried a lot of things and it's not working. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, hiring a coach, um, you know, I, I, the kind of coaching that I do, it's really like understanding people's situations and helping them. You know, I think of myself as like holding a mirror up to them so that they can see more clearly what's going on in their situation and start to expand uh, the way they view the the options that they have to take action. Because, you know, a lot of times people will just, um, you know, whatever they've done to this current uh, time has gotten them to where they are. So like that's that's helped them be successful to this point. But as we've often heard, what got you here won't get you there. But right. a lot of times people don't have sort of the awareness about like, what do I need to do differently if I want to get to that next level? Or if I want to, you know, work less hours or I want to be less stressed, what do I need to do differently? And, you know, I help people figure that out. Right. Yeah, that that ending was great because yeah, it's true. People get stuck in their ways and they go, well, if I use this to make a hundred dollars last, you know, yesterday and I keep doing this every single day, but it's like, what do I need to change to make it $200 a day, $300, mm -hmm. $400 yeah. a day and so on and so forth. Um, and hopefully, you know, through this and, and through listening to you and everything else, we do have a lot of people that can kind of change their ways and um, grow and help their business grow. 
Um, I really want to thank you for being on. Um, this has been awesome. I've learned a lot. I've actually been taking notes this entire time. Um, I love, you know, learning and things like that. So this has been great. Do you have anything you want to mention? Any social medias you want to, you want to put out there? Um, I know you have your book. Um, yeah. And yeah. Everything else. Well, if, yeah, if people are interested in learning more about me, they can go to my website, which is terrybmcdougall.com. I've got a blog out there. And also, uh, you know, people can set up time with me if they'd like to learn more about what it looks like to work with me. Um, I'm also very active on LinkedIn, and I'm happy to connect with anybody that's listening. Um, my handle on LinkedIn is Terry B. McDougall. Um, I have a book, which is Winning the Game of Work, Career, Happiness, and Success on Your Own Terms. It's available on Amazon at, uh, as a paperback or an ebook. And then finally, I, I actually have a podcast, which is called Marketing Mambo, and it is available on all of the um, podcast platforms. And you can also go to marketingmambo.net to listen to the, um, the past episodes or subscribe. And it's, you know, I say that it's uh, where I cha-cha chat with marketing movers and shakers from around the world. <laughs> And having been a marketer for so long, you know, it's it's a real keen interest of mine. And um, I've I've talked to just tons of experts and really interesting people about all aspects of marketing and sales and change management and communications and PR and you name it. If it touches marketing, <laughs> I probably talk to somebody about it. But it's um, even if you don't like marketing, lots of really interesting people. <laughs> That is awesome. I will have to check that out for sure. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners are going to do that as well. Again, thank you so much for being on and thank you everyone that is listening. Thanks, Hunter. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please feel free to check us out on Facebook at One Small Step, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Everything. And also follow me, Hunter. The Hunter Edwards on Instagram and Hunter Luke 919 on Twitter. Also, feel free to check out our Patreon. You can join for as low as a dollar a month. There are awesome exclusives, helpful tips and tricks, and more. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned.